0: Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up Because this is nothing like that. It's working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show.
1: Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence.
0: It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast.
1: Oh, yes, it's podcast time. Jerry Recco is out with the flu. Uh, Eddie scazzari joins
2: me. Hello, podcast people. I hope you're not getting sick of me since I've been filling in a lot lately.
1: You have been filling in a lot lately. Uh, I feel like I, I spoke out of turn with Jerry and the flu, and whether he actually has the flu or not, here's what happened, and mm-hmm. see where you fall. Uh, Jerry had texted me the other day. Well, he he came to work yesterday. Yes. And he was very ill. Not feeling well. Not feeling well. Now, on Sunday, he reached out to me and said hey, drive separate on Monday, I went to the doctor over the weekend, and they said I have the beginnings of the flu, influenza A, but I caught it early, I'm taking this medication, so I should only be knocked out of it for three days, I should be back Monday. That's how he put it. Right. So he came in and worked yesterday, then this morning, uh, Gio said to me off the air, he said well, how's jerry doing i said ah, i said i don't think he's he's well i said you know i think he's you know got hit with the flu so he'll be out a few days he goes well Gio said well people always say they have the flu but unless you get tested for the flu people just throw that out there and not knowing i i, I just quickly said oh yeah no i think he was t- tested he said influenza a then Gio's like what he was here with the flu i was like hmm You I guess you created i created a panic i created a panic but uh much like geo has Uh, small child at home, she's two, Sabrina, Mm -hmm. who, you know, children are sick all the time. He feels like he's not going to get that illness because he thinks that's a baby illness. Like the baby germs can't get him. That's his, how he talks himself into spending time around his daughter when she's sick. Right. I have a similar thing in that when I see Boomer and Jerry ill, I feel like I'm not going to get their illness because they got their illness because they run themselves, uh, what do you call that, running yourself ragged, burning the candle at both ends. Both
2: ends, up the middle and around the back.
1: Yeah, so I feel like, oh, I'm not going to catch those, much like Gio doesn't think he's going to catch baby germs. I don't think I'm going to catch germs from guys who run, you know, who are very busy and don't sleep a lot.
2: You're less likely because you do get rest. Yeah. Uh, As I get rest, so we're less likely, but we're not immune. We're not immune. But I feel less likely. You do, right? And I don't panic and worry about catching. I just can't live my life like that.
1: Because once you start to think about it, like Uh, I brought up to Gio, because Gio seems to be really locked in on illnesses mm -hmm. lately. Uh, like this morning, he got, uh, as the show was starting, he's talking about Jerry being ill and I hope we don't catch it, da, 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 and, he, and then here all of a sudden, Jackie, who does makeup in the morning, is handing him his Starbucks. Well, who knows that uh, Starbucks or any place didn't have a worker who's working sick because they need the money. Right. And they're coughing near the coffee or they're touching the coffee litter. you Once you start thinking about it, it's everything.
2: It's endless. It's everywhere. And
1: endless. And then
2: what? And G had talked himself into feeling ill by the end of the show. Right. He's like, I'm not feeling good. <laughs> I have no energy now. Right.
1: So. So if he gets ill now, will he blame Jerry or his daughter? Because, Jerry. Yes, because sure. he doesn't feel like he could get baby germs. Right. Babies don't shed. Babies don't shed. And shedding, by the way, is a new term for me that the doctor brought up last week when talking about boomer. Shedding, meaning when your germs are emanating from your body, I suppose. And
2: I guess they're in the high contagion phase of their life or whatever. The high
1: contagion area.
2: Yeah, I had never heard that until the day. Yeah. I've heard of shedding of, you know, shedding skin. Right. For reptiles and all that. But
1: I love the phrase, though. It is cool. Like, I'm going to use like that it. the next time Gina gets sick. I'm going to be yeah. like, are you shedding are you right shedding?
2: now? I am not coming down.
1: I'm not coming down if you're shedding germs. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Uh, one of the things that came up I wanted to get your take on this was the movie uh this movie called Parasite which won the Oscar for Best Picture
2: yes and I was unaware of it uh totally unaware because I, I you know I don't pay attention to the Oscars and uh and actually when I heard the name, I thought it was like a horror movie right and I was mildly interested and then I read the description as I was like, I'm not
1: interested. what is the description that you recall uh
2: well I I, I saw. I shouldn't say I read a description on Apple TV. They had it uh, like featured and you could buy it.
1: So you got like a one-line? Yeah. Okay. And it's
2: I, I guess it's this guy who sort of poses as a English teacher and uh, or a teacher of English. And then sort of, but he's not really, doesn't have the credentials, but he somehow gets hooked in with this uber-rich family and is teaching their... The kid and the mom is very like you know domineering and watching everything, and but I guess somehow he gets hooked in, and I guess he, I guess he, I, I don't know this for sure. I guess he is the parasite, sort of living off of this rich family. Somehow, oh, okay. That's and then I was bored, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not uh, interested because it's not a horror movie where a parasite is sucking brains out of people that you'd be into.
1: Yeah, uh, Geo loves this film; thought it was terrific. Now. It does have subtitles.
2: That's not a deterrent for me.
1: See, here's where I think it throws off the, the person viewing the film and what the filmmaker hopes that you see in the film. If I'm reading the subtitles, I'm not really focused... I'm now focused on the bottom part of the screen where the subtitles are. I'm not focused on what the filmmaker wants me to see with the lighting and... Or the even contrast, the contrast, facial the, expressions. Yes, all those things. I feel like it's a really big throw-off. Hmm. Like, I'm not going to get what the filmmaker wanted me to get out of it because well, I'm now busy reading subtitles. Well,
2: I tell you this. Because of my hearing loss, yeah. as we most of us in radio, I've been in radio for 30 years, have some level of hearing loss. It's, it's not terrible, but I would like to keep the, television a little louder Mm -hmm. because of that wife wants it a little lower so what i've gone to for now years i'm talking i watch everything with closed caption really not not live sporting events because that's first of all they can't keep up and it's they try it
1: though they have it for yeah
2: they do but it's like you know they're behind it's like but with something that's a pre-produced thing that's right there as soon as they're speaking with the live live event, it's it's too far behind, and it throws me off.
1: And can you decide on your television set that you want the closed captioning on
2: the top or the bottom? I think so. I think it defaults to the bottom. Yeah. Um, but if you watch uh, shows that when they run the credits at the beginning of, say, of, of, a, of a TV series, and they'll have, you know, produced by, they'll have the actors' names, guest starring, whatever. When that is going on, the closed captions are at the top, which I don't like. But it's only you only have to sit through where the credits are, and then it switches to the bottom. But for years, I have watched everything. Wow. With closed caption, because otherwise I would miss things. Yeah. And then it's you know I I like to actually see what's going on.
1: So this is even shows that you're watching together. That's every everything. Everything. Yeah. So if you're in the house and your wife's in the house, but you're not watching together, in order to keep the volume at a reasonable level, you're you're watching closed caption. Yes. So when
2: she's watching with you, does the closed captioning throw her off? No. No, she's gotten used to it, I suppose. Wow. Yeah, I watch everything with closed captioning, because otherwise I, I miss things. Yeah. And I have to go back, and then that, that annoys her. So trying to minimize the annoying of the of the wife.
1: Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, like, if that would throw me off the closed captioning. because I, I,
2: I got used to it very quickly.
1: Because I'd keep, like, if I was, like, in your wife's situation, she doesn't need the closed captioning, but it's there on the screen hmm are her eyes drawn to it because it's changing
2: no uh, it's it's not if there's something that's like a weird word or something funny something like weird like abnormal maybe it would but you can then just you know whatever TiVo back or whatever you want to do but I've gotten so used to it that I don't need it all the time but there are certain times so, so I think My brain is kind of looking at it, processing it, but not really, I'm not, I don't have to focus on it. I can still kind of see it and read it without actually focusing on it. Like, you know, that, you know, what a sign says when you're driving past, but you're not looking at it, that sort of thing. And they're speaking, so I can hear it 90% of the stuff that's going on, and I would just have to occasionally glance at it. So I don't even notice it anymore. So it does not do what you said and detract from the cinematography or the actor's expressions or anything like that.
1: Now, Gina does a lot of, uh, she does videos for LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. different work-related videos. And they say on LinkedIn that, I guess because people watch this stuff at work now, Mm -hmm. that your videos do better if you have closed captioning on it. So people maybe are starting to get used to it a little more.
2: Yeah, I've done it for, you know, Fifteen years. So
1: you would watch this if it were if, if the movie Parasite was about blood sucking parasites. Yes. And it was only closed caption. No biggie for it's you.
2: No, well, but it's 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 a different experience because I've watched foreign language movies. Yeah. With the English subtitles, and in that case, it's a little more of a of of work, I suppose. Because you actually have to read it because you can't understand the language. Oh, I see. So when you're it's really, an English-speaking yeah. thing. It's not a problem because I can hear it and I understand. I just have to maybe occasionally glance. But in the case of this film is it in Korean, I believe. Yes. Yeah, I believe so. Um, I obviously I don't speak Korean. Right. I don't speak any other language because I'm an American loser like that. But American uh, loser. Yeah. So I I would have to then read it. So that might it does. I've done I've done that enough also. Where it's not really that bothersome to me, and I, I it's not a big deal for me.
1: I did uh, watch a documentary on Netflix that got, you know, had like a five star rating, and it was on all these lists a couple years ago. It was about a a guy who owns a sushi shop in a uh, metro train station in Japan, mm. and it's like the top level sushi, and I believe the name of the film was called Ero. Dreams of Sushi, it was J-I-R-O, which I think they pronounce Iro, is the way to pronounce it, Iro Dreams of Sushi, and, and that was all subtitles, and it did not take away from my enjoyment of the film.
2: So there you go. You have to it was give documentary, a, though. That Right, which is a different pace and a different feel. Different pace. And it's not so much about the cinematography. Right. But I'll, I'll say this, Al, and I've watched um, Australian or Irish productions- and some English or Scottish, yeah. and sometimes those accents and the pronunciations of things are quite different, and that helps me also. And especially with the, the British and the uh, Irish stuff, they'll say something. You know, they'll it'll be a phrase which is common in England or Ireland. Uh, you know, just a, a turn of phrase or something that is referencing whatever you know oh he hit that one out of the park we know what that means here in the United States you're not necessarily talking about baseball but over there there would be some things that if I didn't have the closed captions first of all I wouldn't understand what he said I really wouldn't know what it was but I can see it and if I don't know what it means I will then just google that phrase and find out what it means and then it'll add to my experience okay so there you go.
1: There you go. Shout out
2: for subtitles.
1: Remember a couple of years ago, uh, the person who was doing our closed captioning for the Boomer and Carton show, the woman called us one day. Yes. She was based in Pittsburgh, I, I think. Mm-hmm. And she, now that's a, this is a live show, so she was having to follow along. And it was funny to see sometimes on the screen what she thought. Yeah, like the sound effects were, or
2: right? My drops and they were yeah. a mile a minute, yes. And I don't know if I could say this, I don't know if it came up when we talked to her. The uh, there's a certain sound effect that I have labeled a certain, maybe yeah. not safe for work thing, right? I don't know if I can say it here or not. What I'd say, think? I would say not, okay. Well, you know, kind of know what I'm something about uh, doing something orally, oh, okay. all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh. And I just wondered what she would put when I, I played that when sound you, effect. Yeah. So
1: she I think she would put like mumbling. You know, they'd or, write mumbling. Or maybe gargling. Gargling. <laughs> that would work. Eddie, you know that there's a uh, the cruise ship that was quarantined because of the coronavirus. In Bayonne. In Bayonne. Well good there is some good news coming out of this. Okay. The porn cam website, Cam Soda. Okay is offering uh, free access to the cruise ship passengers who are quarantined because of coronavirus. So if you're stuck on the boat and uh, you want to watch uh, pornography, uh, Cam Soda is offering people uh, on the Diamond Princess. This is the one docked in Japan. Ah. Access to its uh, models.
2: And and isn't Japan one of the bigger porn use I believe countries? so. But is, so this is a pay service. This is a pay service. Because there are many for free, like our, our friends at Pornhub.
1: Right. This, I think, is a webcam. Like you can oh, interact okay. with, yes, yes. Okay. with webcam girls, Cam Soda.
2: Well, that's a different level. So, yes, that's a, but that's very nice of them. Very
1: nice of them. Uh, let's say this. Does a spokesperson for Cam Soda said, quote, they are not only dealing with the fear of infection, which is terrifying, but they're dealing with boredom also.
2: And loneliness, they can't be in contact with people, right?
1: We like cruises just as much as the next guy, but without activities or human interaction, the boredom must be crippling. In an effort to keep their minds off of the coronavirus and to help with the boredom, we're offering passengers and crew the ability to have fun in a safe and controlled environment with camming. That's nice.
2: Yeah, So, but because if you're a single person on a cruise... Yep. ...and... You're on lockdown, so you can't go hook up with somebody.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: This is a a nice uh, outlet.
1: All you have to do to redeem this is you send a take a picture of a copy of your ticket or your credentials if you're working on the ship, and there's a website uh, to send it to Stranded at CamSoda.com. That's nice of them. That is very nice. Sessions can be sexual and sensual in nature, but they don't have to if you're just looking to talk to somebody. Because, uh, yeah. I bet the girls would be thrilled just to get someone to chat with. who's not looking for disgusting. Yes. Right. Not asking. Not looking for disgusting requests. And here's a New York City subway passenger, Eddie, who came up with a way to keep people out of his personal space while he's on the subway. Okay. You know, sometimes those uh, subway seats can be tight. They can. And if you've been on the subway at the end of the car, there's normally a two-seater only. Right, and across yes. from used a two-seater. So this person, uh, this video uh, surfaced in a tweet uh, by a journalist that tweeted this out. A, uh, a man got on the subway, and what he does is when he, he picks the uh, the two-seater, when there's two seats available, he sits in the one seat, and then he takes out ketchup and squirts ketchup all on the floor around him. He thinks that will keep people from wanting to cross the ketchup line and sit down on the seat, and it has been working for him.
2: And does he, does he squirt the ketchup on the empty seat next to him? No, he doesn't
1: appear to do that. He seemed which would be a great that idea. That would be the move. Yeah, I don't think so. He uh, pulled out a bottle of ketchup from his bag and squirted a perimeter on the train floor to keep people from crowding a seat.
2: Hmm. Well, I mean, that's kind of you know, you're you're sort of making a mess and. I guess that's a form of littering or whatever. Yeah, I
1: would think so. You're not allowed to do uh, that.
2: Yeah, it seems seems kind of douchey, you know?
1: Now, one woman ignored this catch-up perimeter and sat down in the seat next to him. Nice. Good for her. Yeah, good for for you. Good for you. Uh, Let's see. And then uh, later on, after this was tweeted, uh, the official Twitter account for New York City Transit asked the person who tweeted it, good morning, do you have the four-digit train car number? They want to go in and... Take Care of this ketchup situation. There you go. we'll ask our maintenance team to clean this up ASAP.
2: That Look at that New York City subway right on top of right it. Right on top of the it. The boomer always knocks him. Always knocks him. How dare he? I'm, I'm a st- I am stand Me almost too. always in the subway. I like to stand because I'm well. not going from like, you know, Coney Island to Yankee Stadium, right. which would take, you know, two hours. Yes. You know, I'm basically going here to Midtown. Right. If I'm on the subway. Correct. So I just stand.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big subway guy anymore, but I would be a stander and I would wrap... I would put my hand in my sleeve and then wrap my sleeve around the pole. Uh, I don't do that. I cannot stand in a subway and have it moving without... I have no center of gravity,
2: no balance. Well, I I hang on, but I don't... I just grab the pole with my bare hand. You're out. not afraid of viruses? Uh, no, no. Hmm. Probably not.
1: Yeah, sometimes because... If I don't have a, a shirt where I can do that, you know, in the summer, you're... Short sleeve, short sleeve. Sure. Then I will grab onto the pole. Yeah, well, what are you going to do otherwise? <laughs> I just said I will grab onto the you pole. Did. You did. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just concentrate on not touching my eyes or my mouth and then knowing where I'm getting to where I'm going. How about a little <laughs> Purell?
2: Boom, done.
1: Now, I do hear this, that, that washing your hands with soap and water better than Purell.
2: Because um, the I don't, Purell
1: can, um, maybe your body you can become immune to the Purell. Or or,
2: or maybe you're the viruses that or the germs that are not killed by that then will survive and then make more of them. And now you've got a a, a strain that is now immune to oh, Purell. Well, that I don't know. Whereas need. maybe soap just kind of gets it off and washes it away and right. it's not trying to kill it. Got it. I yeah, guess. they say. I mean, you know, I'm not a scientist, neither are you.
1: Well, I'm close to one. I'm yes. getting there.
2: You're very you're very close. You've got your 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 uh, the middle H of the PhD, the yeah. lowercase h.
1: What's that stand for? I don't know. Hmm. All right. Uh, the warm-up show. Now, who did that with
2: me? That would be uh, oh, you C-Lo. and CeeLo. Me
1: and CeeLo did that yeah. one. All right, that is coming up next. We and will... it's
2: uh, going to be the same thing tomorrow. Same
1: thing tomorrow. CeeLo for the warm-up. Eddie for the post-game podcast. So you don't often get a chance to know Eddie's doing the post-game podcast. A lot of times it's, you know, we, we find out that morning or Jerry has an appointment. Or mm-hmm. You now know. If you have questions for Eddie to cover in tomorrow's post-game podcast, please tweet them to me. We will use your Twitter handle or name, whichever you prefer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will ask Eddie the questions. That I sounds, think that's a fun uh, thing to do.
2: It is, and it's kind of worked before. It has worked before. We can't go. do it every day,
1: but no, it works in no. these situations. Uh, right. One-offs, as we call them. Yes. So get those ready, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Yes. And then at uh, first I say see ya, then Eddie says see ya, then the dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee mm-hmm. starts. So, so. <laughs> The warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Uh, oh, hi there. Uh Jerry's out today. He has uh he's under the weather. Mm. He's sick. CeeLo he's joins me. Or he's lazy. <laughs> he's either sick or lazy. He's lazy. Okay. Mad Dog says lazy.
0: Eddie chimes in via mad
1: dog. Via the mad dog. Uh, Eddie speaks via the drops. Most of the
0: time. Most of the time. Every now and then you'll hear his voice. Every night. Criticize every... somebody. Sure. Yeah. Uh, CeeLo, welcome. Oh, thank you. Good morning. Welcome, welcome to yes. the warm-up I am not show. sick. I am here. You are not? No.
1: Jerry is uh, sick today, but and then he'll be out tomorrow for Rutgers. Correct.
0: Will you be back tomorrow? Schedule manipulation, as Eddie might call it.
1: Oh. Oh,
0: no. Jerry would never do such a thing. Yes, I'll be with you tomorrow morning as well. Okay. So you have that to look forward to tomorrow morning.
1: Fair enough, yes. CeeLo. Uh, one of my f- uh, favorite stories from yesterday, and I'm glad this fellow is finally speaking up. It actually came up recently on this program somehow. I don't program? remember how uh, Jerry and I brought this up uh, a couple weeks ago. But Mark Gastineau of the New York Jets Sack Exchange
0: yes. from, what was that, the uh, 80s, would you say? Sure. Late 70s, 80s. Eddie Late would know 70s, better than I. Early 80s. Before right. I was born, I think.
1: 83, 84, somewhere in there, 85. The '80s, sure. When Richard Todd was quarterbacking the Jets, uh, he wants his sack record back, and I agree with him.
0: Because so, Brett Favre took a dive, is that yes. why? Yes.
1: Okay. And he's finally speaking out why about now?
0: it. Why now?
1: Because he's finally come to peace with it. I well, don't if he's know. come to
0: peace with it, he wouldn't be asking for it back.
1: Oh, then he's oh. he's finally realized he'll never come to peace with it. Is
0: he realizing it's 2020? everyone's bitching and moaning about yeah. something. It's time for me to come forward. Let and me get on this. Put this out there.
1: So he had 22 sacks. Mark Gastineau did. Yeah. And then Michael Strahan beat it with that fugazi, total fugazi sack of bread Favre to make it 22 and a half sacks.
0: Basically laid on top of him. Yeah. Kinda, a little two-hand touch. He
1: fell down yeah. and he laid on top of him. I remember it. And yeah. I got to tell you, I see this Michael Strahan show on TV now. I see it like when I go to the gym, it's on on the on the daytime uh TV screens. He's he has got a, a show. daytime show. Oh yeah.
0: In addition to In addition Good to Good Morning, doesn't he do Good Morning America? He or? does
1: Good Morning America. In addition to, oh. he's got a show. It's M- Strahan Somebody and Kiki. <laughs> and okay. he looks like by the way, he's not the guy you would imagine was a sack leader.
0: Well, not, not he looks, now. Yes, not Very now. Very svelte, well-dressed. But
1: every time I see that dopey show when I'm trying to run on the treadmill... All I think about is you have a Fugazi sack record. I really do. <laughs> I think about it. That's disturbing, Al. I think about it when I Every see time. him. Every time.
0: Every time. can't just focus on your work. Or is no. that what fuels you to finish <laughs> on the treadmill? It fuels Need me. Need a little uh,
1: motivation. I run for Mark Gastineau. Yes.
0: Now, here's my question. Because I was not born to have seen it. have you reviewed? Oh, have you reviewed yeah. each of Mark Gastineau's 22 sacks well, in no that particular season? I know nobody took a dive. I don't know. Maybe a quarterback fell down, not on purpose, but. That's fine. If Brett Favre fell down. That the intent that bothers you. That that Favre decided to basically just hand it over. And I think here's what
1: Brett Favre should go on the Strahan and Kiki show. He and Strahan should apologize to Mark Astinot. Also, throw in Joe Klecko. Apologize to him, too. Yeah, my mistake. Yeah, I apologize. apologize. (laughs) Who else was the sack exchange? Abdul Salam, Marty Lyons, those four? Clacko. Clacko, I well, said. Well, he said that already. So Eddie. I nailed it. The sack exchange.
0: Look at you. Everybody thinks I know no football. An NFL historian. That's right. Al Dukes. I am. A, I know all the NFL from the 80s. Now, do we think that Gastineau is is coming out with this now because Schrahan, after the decorated career he had, has now become this? TV, it's almost like enough is enough already. Right. So maybe he's you know, seeing the same show I'm right, seeing. It's, and like, it's like, do it's I enough? need to see this guy everywhere? You know what? If he's going to be on yes. the TV every time that I'm on the treadmill right. trying to, you know, keep myself in shape at whatever age he is now, mm-hmm. the least he can do, the yes. big TV rich superstar that he is, is give back the sack record. Correct. I mean, let me have something. Right. right. And so don't be, give it haps-
1: And don't act like you're doing Gaston a favor. Right. Deserve it. They go, by the way, I didn't get the sack record. Mm. Brett Favre fell down on purpose right. and I tapped him. Guys,
0: number is going to get retired by the Giants right. this year or next right. year or whatever. Oh, I bet you that's what's it. Enough is enough, right?
1: Enough is enough. Uh, what about you think of You're an uh, NFL insider somewhere. Oh, right? oh yeah, yeah. Right. What do you think <laughs> of this idea that the Saints quarterback, is it Taysom? Taysom Taysom Hill Hill. sees himself as a franchise quarterback, every down player, Mm -hmm. and wants out of New Orleans because they don't see him that way and he wants to go to a team that does see him that way. Are there any teams that would see him that way? You covered the Jets. Look at
0: some of the freaking quarterbacks that get paid in the NFL. Look at what's going to happen this offseason with the likes of... Phillip Rivers, who's kind of over the hill at this point. Whatever happens with Tom Brady, not that I'm saying Taysom Taysom Hill and Tom Brady. My point is older older guys pushing 40 are going to command multi-year large contracts, right? Teddy Bridgewater. Nick Foles, if the Jaguars cut him loose. I'm sure I'm missing somebody else who's a marginal quarterback that might cash in. So the one thing I had heard, actually, and who knows if it's true or not, was that the Saints did view him as an heir apparent to Drew Brees. But the problem is Brees is going to come back and play another Right. Player. So I don't know if this is one of those leverage situations where he's like, well, okay, how much longer do I have to wait? Or can I cash in on opportunities elsewhere trying to boost his value? I'd be surprised if he really wants out of nowhere, like if he's angry with them, though. Is that the way? Is that is that what's being But It just seems like there? he wants
1: to be well, sure. not he seen as a, more.
0: as a gimmick quarterback. As a Swiss Army knife?
1: Yeah. Right. He's like, to me, he looks like Tim Tebow to me. Like, you bring him in. You don't really trust him to be a real quarterback, but he can throw the ball. Yeah. But you're not going to a Big him st- muscular guy, athlete. Big muscular. Yeah. He takes guys on head on when right. he's running with the football. Right. I would love that role. You get in every once in a while. Like what Marcus Mariota is doing in Tennessee.
0: Give me the ball every once in a while. That's there. There you go. There's another <laughs> name. Yeah. That's another name that might be floating around here this offseason. So Marcus, yeah, Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Like, what are the Bucks going to do with Jameis Winston? There's all these marginal quarterbacks right. out there that are. That are Flawed and tainted. Andy Dalton's another one. Say they're just coming to me as we talk here.
1: And you mentioned Philip Rivers. He's now officially out, right,
0: with the Chargers. I th- appreciate the Chargers clearing that up for us, as if there was any doubt. Well, the guy now picked, we know. Packed up his family and moved back to Florida. <laughs> it's That's kind of true. a dead giveaway, you know? And then
1: uh, Tom Brady liked a social media post yeah. that said drew uh, that said Philip Rivers was splitting with the Chargers. Yeah, so but then now are like, what does that okay, mean? Okay,
0: but what? First of all, was it the post from the Chargers, like who posted this? The post that he liked. Did you see? the post see? that he liked? I think it was from the NFL. From the NFL. Okay, and was it like a celebration of no, Philip Rivers? Like,
1: Philip Rivers is leaving, splitting.
0: So knowing Tom, Brady, <laughs> knowing Tom Brady the way we know him in the public eye, the PR man that he is, the New England Patriot that he is, right, says all the right things. I'm sure that was more of a oh, good for Philip, you know. Nice long career with the Chargers. I doubt that that was done out of spite. Or yeah, I'm coming. I'm the next quarterback at the Chargers. I'm gonna take his job. I know that's what we all want to believe, but I don't actually think that's what Tom Brady. Do you is
1: think there. Tom Brady is the actual guy thumbing through oh, Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, you do. You don't yeah. think his PR person calls like, Hey, the Chargers just posted this thing about Philip Rivers. You should like that and get some um, people talking.
0: Does that happen occasionally? I'm sure. But do I think Tom Brady is just on his own sometimes posting on social media? Yes, I do believe that.
1: Do you think Tom Brady ever sits on the toilet and scrolls through Twitter?
0: I'm sure it's happened.
1: <laughs> what a picture that would be.
0: I mean, how many? What other? How many other things is he going to be doing on the toilet?
1: Get your business. Maybe done reading and an e book. Okay, an e book. Okay. Listen,
0: some of us linger. You know, that's very we're, bad we're not, for you. It's very bad for you.
1: It's bad to linger on the toilet. Wh- uh, is this something is you can bad. share
0: with me on the air? Or is this an yeah? No, I think no.
1: It's it's bad for your body. Wants to get in, get out. You are not supposed to linger. It's bad for your internals. Uh,
0: what if we're not Take lingering care. on? Uh, Take ahead. care of your internals. You, you chicken, yeah. Your chicken, your mentals, your internals. Marshawn, <laughs> Marshawn Mar- left out the internals part.
1: I will give you just this, <clears throat> and then I'll move on. Okay. It could cause hemorrhoids.
0: Okay. What if it's not being done on purpose? What do you mean? Like, you know, sometimes you, you got to wait a little.
1: Well, that's fine. I'm just saying there are people that make a habit of, let oh, ebook. e-book. Oh, no, that's
0: not what I was getting at. Oh, okay. okay. I'm saying... saying-
2: more than half the male population. Lingers. Uh, it's odd that I've never heard that it could be oh. detrimental. Oh, yes, it can be. When, you know, more than more than half probably of the men in the country Yeah. Well, how lingered. do you think
1: Operation
0: wife... H stays in business? <laughs> My wife gets on me about that all the time. She's like, "What are you doing? What's taking? Like, what is the deal? What's What's the the (laughs) deal?" Channeling her inner Jerry. Yes. Yes. Uh, Uh. Let's take a
1: break. When we come back, I'm I'm, I'm scanning over what I have. Oh, the XFL is such a cutthroat business. They're already slicing people. Yeah, this was weird. Back after this, Eddie Scuzzari. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of
0: WFAN. All right, real quick, because I know Al has things he wants to get to. Islanders beat the Capitals last night. The Nets had a nice win in Indiana over the Pacers by one. Big Spencer Dinwiddie shot late. Go ahead, Al. How about the XFL? Very cutthroat league. They already fired Pepper
1: Johnson. Yeah. Who's on uh, the LA Wildcats? He's their defensive
0: coordinator. Right. They gave up thirty plus points in their opener, and they said, "Sir." If I was Pepper Johnson, I walk in, I go, I'm the only guy anyone knows, and in the, like people have heard of me. I don't know what's up with him, but he had trouble when he was with the Jets as well. Now yeah. I know he's distinguished career, Giants assistant, Patriots assistant, all that good stuff. But I don't know what it is. Later in life, maybe he's become one of these surly, s- ornery characters that no one wants to sal- deal with. <laughs> <use. laughs> exactly. I am
1: not surly and ornery. And did you see this video of a uh, teenage girl who was uh Had her teeth pulled or something, so she was all jacked up on medication. Yes. And uh, she was um, uh, yelling in the car on her ride home. She was all out of it, how she wanted Aaron Rodgers. She loved Aaron Rodgers. And she wanted him to send her Popsicles. She was very upset about all that. 400 Popsicles she wanted from Aaron
0: Rodgers. (laughs) Very specific request.
1: And uh, Danica Patrick sent her 400 Popsicles.
0: Danica did? Yeah. And she said, from Aaron. She said, from us. Who probably had nothing to
1: do with it. Do you think that was Danica's way of saying, back off, he's mine?
0: <laughs> no, I do not. You don't? <laughs> no. That's the way I, I would take it. I don't it. think they're worried about the girl coming I out don't of know. Uh, anesthesia getting her teeth pulled.
1: That's the way I took it. Maybe. I took it like Danica Patrick made a power move, like, that's my man. Mm. Maybe here's, if they were
0: laced with poison.
1: Here's your popsicles, <laughs> but you know that that came from Aaron Rodgers, here's your man. Here's popsicles, get lost. Your pot- yeah, and then they did a whole big piece on her uh, in the uh- all
0: this week. Oh, Boomerang Geo have ashamed. big giveaways.